Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and I am so excited to bring this episode to you today. We're talking about why does a good God allow evil to happen? Here's the quick answer. Love. And that might not be what you were expecting. I promise we're going to get into it. I've got to thank our sponsors quickly. Uh, Promise Keepers, amazing organization. So happy to be partners with them. We exist to build up godly men for a better tomorrow. We are standing on biblical values, even to the point of having events that we were under contract in being canceled. Christian universities and churches backing out on us with a signed contract because they don't want to stand for truth in this hour. But we will not back down. And I encourage you to follow Promise Keepers. Download the PK app. You can stay up to date on events that we're going to be doing. We have multiple coming up at the end of the year and throughout next year. I'm excited to be a part of those. We've got online content and a digital community for you to plug into. Also, Aligned Mortgage. We have our mortgage through them. They're incredible. Listen, if you're a veteran and you want to own a piece of the land that you helped defend, you've got to go with Aligned Mortgage. They will equip you with your VA loan. They'll help you understand how to use it. And they're just incredible to work with. Go to alignedmortgage.com and ask for Ronnie. Tell him that Shane sent you. Now, there is a wrong question when it comes to why does God allow? And I'm going to tell you what that wrong question is. The question is, why did God allow X, Y, and Z to happen? You know, I recently was preaching in a church in Indiana and a couple had been asking, why did God allow our child to die? And I was teaching, not knowing this, but I used as an example, and I said, you might be asking God, why did you allow my child to die? I hadn't talked to them yet. I didn't even know they were there. I didn't know that circumstance was happening. That's just the example God had me use. And it was incredible that he was speaking to them, as well as one other couple who had also lost a child recently. And I said, this is the wrong question. The question is not, why did God allow my kid to die? Why did God allow my parents to die? Why did God allow me to lose my job? This is a wrong question. From the very beginning, it's a wrong question. You won't get an answer to that, or you'll come up with some weird spiritual answer. You'll hear some lame attempt at someone trying to comfort you, and I get it. We want to help each other, but we need truth. Truth is what pulls you out of a pit. It's like your kid dying and someone said, oh, God needed another angel. Well, that's not true. Well, And now you're like wondering, well, is God going to take the rest of my family? Does he need more angels? You have a weird view of God. And if you have a weird view of God, especially if you think he's taking people or he's allowing the enemy to take people, you will struggle with intimacy. Tell me if I'm wrong in the comments here on YouTube. I don't think that I'm wrong. It's hard to have intimacy with with someone that you don't know if they're blessing or cursing, if they're giving or taking. We need to understand that God is not the one doing these things. Why did God allow is the wrong question, and you won't get an answer to that. Here is the correct question. Why does Satan and his army, his kingdom, why do they have any right to humans whatsoever? That's the question. The answer is because of sin. Now, we have to go all the way back to the garden. You see, you can't say, well, why did God allow this? No. Why was the enemy allowed to do that in the first place? 
or or why is it a natural cause now that people can just die of sicknesses and diseases early? Why? It's a result of sin, because prior to sin in the garden, we are never supposed to die. We are never supposed to get sick. We are never supposed to experience heartache. It's because of sin. And man disobeying and handing dominion over to the enemy. That's why. So if you want to ask a question, here's the question. And people will ask this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. They they have a hang-up with this. Why did God make a second tree? That, that you couldn't touch. Why did God allow Satan to tempt Eve? Why did God allow Adam and Eve to sin? Why didn't he just make them not sin and we could have lived in heaven forever? Love. God does not want robots. God does not want slaves. God wants lovers. Let me ask you, do you want to be in a relationship with a slave who has to do everything you say, who has to love you, who has to, is commanded, who has no other choice, that is a robot. If you're saying yes to that, you have a problem, and I'm not being mean. You were not created to desire those things. You were made in God's image, and God is love, and true love has to have the ability to be rejected. It's not true love, if someone can't leave, if someone can't say no. It's obligation. It's forced. You want to be in a relationship with someone who's choosing you despite everything else, not because you're the last option. You want someone to choose you. And then you want them to continue to choose you despite all of the other things in the world. They're saying, I'm forsaking everything else. I'm picking you. This is what marriage is. God's a lover. He created us that way. So why did God make the tree of, the, of good and evil? Because he loves us and he needs to give us the ability to reject him, disobey him, and do our own thing. And he hopes, as a perfect father and creator and Lord, he hopes that we will obey him because his instructions bring life. But Adam and Eve did not. They sinned. Because they sinned, we have the penalty of sin now, law of sin and death. Thank Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross that frees us from that, but we still live in a fleshly body. We still live in a fallen world, and that is why we trust in Jesus to rescue us and save us and bring us with him wherever he is when we die. Spend eternity with him forever. But in the meantime, we live a redeemed life in a fallen world and a fallen body. And so things are going to happen. There's an enemy out there who seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said this. Things are going to happen. Listen, God is a gentleman. We say, well, why does God allow things to happen? Again, it's because he allowed us to have free will in the first place. This is a very easy episode. Any beef you have with God, you have to go back to why does the enemy have the right anyway? Why do we get sick in the first place? Why does God allow disease? Well, why did God allow sin to be introduced to the world because disease is a direct result of sin. It all goes back to the garden. And why the garden? Because of love. 
Once you can wrap your mind around that, it's very easy to process the things that happen in this world, even though they're tough. We understand God is not up here orchestrating all of this crap to happen in the world. God is constantly reaching out, wanting to use us to shine as lights in the midst of a twisted and perverse generation. Philippians 2 tells us this is what we're called to do. Even though we sinned, God stopped at nothing to redeem our lives, going as far as sending His only begotten Son to shed His innocent blood for our redemption. We can't say, well, why did God allow? Here's what we need to say. Man, how could God allow His only Son to die for us when we were disobedient, enemies, hostile towards God because of the wicked works of our mind? How could God allow his son, the son of the living God, the creator of all things, how could he die for me when I didn't deserve it? That's the allow question I should be asking. God, how could you allow this? And what's the answer to that one as well? Because of love. God loved me. He loved you so much that he sent Jesus to do what he did. Why does sin happen? Why did disease happen? Why does the enemy have rights to us now? Why does God... Because of love, God allowed us to sin in the garden. He hoped that we wouldn't, but we did, and there's a penalty of that sin. But thanks be to Jesus Christ, we have freedom from the penalty of sin and death and from its sting through his blood and our faith in him. You see, this is the point I want to make. God has done everything necessary to enable you to win in this life. The only problem is we have defined what winning looks like when we should be allowing the Bible to define what winning looks like to us. You see, we define winning as never getting touched, never getting sick, never getting whatever, God doing everything we ask him to do, blessing us like crazy, and then someday we're just going to disappear and be in heaven. That's the Christian victory. That's a win. No. The win is that we're born on a wide road of destruction heading to hell, but we have a good and perfect Father. We have a God who has sent His Son for us to be redeemed. And now, through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, who believe in Him and have been filled by it, we can redeem the time because the days are evil. It's what we're called to do in the Bible. The Christian victory is giving the devil a headache every day. The Christian victory is not losing faith despite what comes your way. But when you ask questions that you shouldn't be asking, like, why did God allow? You will take off your spiritual armor at some point, and the enemy will capitalize. This is why many deconstruct or plain, just straight out, walk away from the faith. Life's not going the way they hoped it would. They ask questions they shouldn't be asking, and they have a wrong understanding. Hosea 4.6 says we're destroyed for a lack of understanding, for a lack of knowledge. So if we get the knowledge today, we stop the destruction. The why does God allow? A question has to go. It was answered in the garden. God wants lovers. Let me finish with this. God's a gentleman. He's not going to make you do anything. In fact, God is such a gentleman, he will let you ruin your own life. He will let you do it. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. Now, that word hardened, it actually means strengthened. You see, God didn't choose Pharaoh and say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, ruin your life so that I can do this and that. No, God chose Pharaoh because he saw that Pharaoh would ultimately reject him and God used him like a pawn. 
while giving Pharaoh exactly what he wanted. What did Pharaoh want? He didn't want to serve God, and he didn't want to let the Israelites go from Egypt. And so he hardened his own heart towards God, even in the face of plagues. And that last time, it says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Before it said Pharaoh hardened his own heart, and then at the end it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But the word isn't hardened. The, the original word is strengthened. You see, Pharaoh already had chosen to reject God. This makes my point about the garden. Why did God allow? Because of love. God allowed Adam and Eve to sin. He hoped that they wouldn't. He tried to persuade them not to by telling them, hey, there's a penalty if you sin, and they were deceived by the enemy. Well, Pharaoh was constantly facing these plagues, and he hardened his own heart towards them. And in the end, he told God by his actions, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not going to let your people go. I will not serve you. I don't want them to serve you. I want to do my own thing. God strengthened his heart. God said, if that's what you want, then go ahead. And what happened? The Israelites were freed. Pharaoh, in his pride and in his anger and rage, he pursued them, and he and his army were killed, drowned in the Red Sea. Romans 1 talks about this, being handed over to your sin to do the things which are unfitting. God will let you do whatever you want. This is because God is not threatened by your free will. God gave you your free will. You are so free that you can reject God. But there are people who live now believing they're free, but they're stuck doing the things that they hate. They're truly in bondage. You see, God doesn't want slaves in the way that he creates us to be slaves. But you see, those of us who have chosen him, who recognize that God allowed his son to die for us, we recognize that we deserve hell, and now we're free from its clutches. We make ourselves slaves to God. And we trust that he's a perfect father who's just looking out for us. You see, God isn't putting a bunch of rules on us. That's another argument people make. No. We recognize that God as a perfect father is trying to help us survive and help us stay out of trouble and help us avoid pain and struggle by giving us guidelines, left and right limits, giving us rules, giving us commands. And he says, if you follow these, you will not stumble. You won't fall in the way like those before you have. If you follow my words, they will lead to life. This is what the Christian life is all about surrendering yourself. But here's the truth as I wrap up this episode. You've got one chance in this life to serve God. You've got one chance. And I pray that this question of why did God allow, it hasn't driven you to rejection because the truth is this. God is a gentleman and he will let you walk away from him in this lifetime. But be sure about one thing. Philippians 2 tells us, and other verses tell us this, every knee will bow to the Lord. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee, every tongue. If you don't choose to serve God now, you will be forced to bow later. You don't want that, my friend. You see, the reason you might say this, well, what kind of God is that if I can't live however I want? And that's the wrong question. You have to look at what is this life all about? 
God didn't make you so that you could just do whatever you want and have a fun time and then enjoy the benefits of heaven in the afterlife. No, there's a reason that we're here. There's a purpose to it all. It's not for no reason. It's not to just do whatever you want. There's a plan. There's a purpose. There's something that's going to happen. There's a wonderful, grand story that is playing out. And right now, you're alive and you're living and you're a part of it. And you were made by God for God. Your whole life, the enemy's trying to get you to live for yourself. You can choose to live for yourself in this life, but then you will pay the ultimate price with your eternal destiny in the afterlife. Please do not let the question of why did God allow drive you away, making a temporal decision that will affect your eternity forever once you pass on. Come to Christ, recognize He's trying to help you. He's trying to father you. I don't know who this is for. This wasn't the direction I was going to take as I wrap this up, but this is for someone. You have walked away from the faith because life has got hard. Let me tell you, you have lost sight of your eternity. You have let temporal issues and unmet expectations cause you to put your soul in jeopardy. And while you may be unhappy in this life, it doesn't even come close to what eternity separated from God is going to be like an eternal torment. God is trying to protect you right now. He is drawing near to you. He is drawing you by his spirit through my words. He is saying, come back to me. In me is life. Jesus said, in me is life and life more abundantly. It's what he came to bring. While the enemy does come to steal, kill, and destroy, and you might have had your heart broken, Jesus comes to bring life and life more abundantly. I encourage you to lay down your pride and come humbly to God. Confess that you've walked away from him. Repent of that life of living in pride and for yourself and say, God, I'm sorry that I've let life cause me to walk away from you, but I'm ready to live for you. I want to live for you every day because I recognize that in this world, it's no life at all. There's no joy. There's no peace. And in the end, what does it lead to? God, I want to follow you. I believe that you created all things and it's for a purpose and I want to walk in what you've created me to do and be. Amen? Man, I don't know who that's for, but I pray that you heed those words and give yourself to the Lord again. Don't stay gone. Don't live it up in this world as if it's just carefree and nothing's going to happen when you die. You know. And I pray that you make the right choice today. Amen? Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, We're going to be rolling out episodes all week, so make sure you follow, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching on there. Leave a comment. What do you think? Um, Has this changed anything for you? Has this helped you, you know, have a different perspective on the why did God allow? I want to know, so let me know. Make sure you give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Help the video uh, grow and spread on the channel. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.